Good morning beautiful people all around the world. How are you doing? Welcome to the another episode of Operating from the Realm of Victory. This is your host Rube all the way from Australia. Today I want to talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a gift. We live our life surrounded by so many challenges. And one of the challenge we face is forgiveness. It's so hard to forgive when you're hurting. It's so hard to identify that how powerful forgiveness can be. I have met so many people and I have been into that place where I would wake up with bitter thoughts where I would wake up thinking how I can take revenge from people those have done something really really wrong with me how can I make them feel bad how can I make them repay me and those people were never around they were never sitting next to me to listen my thoughts to listen how I was feeling so I was hurting it wasn't affecting them it was affecting me often what happens when we are carrying offense that offense is like that bitter poison it kills us slowly you become bitter and bitter and bitter because you're operating through offense you start seeing other people through that same lens and you start doubting their capacities their feelings towards you their affection towards you you start building these walls around you because you are offended from certain people so you don't even let good people in your life thinking maybe they are going to hurt me so it's better that i just keep this wall of bitterness bitterness and offense around me so they can't come in my life so before they are going to hurt me it's better for me that i should do something to stop them from coming to my life unforgiveness is like a whale prohibits you from seeing the bigger picture it stops you from seeing the beautiful glorious things god has for you it limits your growth it limits your ability to imagine good things you know i even shared before i used to have a days when i was on my journey of recovery coming out of abusive relationship i had so much bitterness towards the people those have abused me i had so much offense against them that affected me so much that i would imagine laying on my bed that i am getting abused by my future relationship i am getting abused by people i am going to meet in future that's how unforgiveness affects you you believe in the lies you believe in the things those have never occurred they probably never going to happen to you but because your mind is so much fixated on unforgiveness and offense and bitterness that your brain is telling you your imaginations are becoming your reality your delusion your fixed belief that or because i've been abused once and i am seeing everybody through bitterness and it's painting a picture before your eyes that hey 
Don't you dare to get into another relationship. Don't you dare to make new friends. Don't you dare to reconcile with your family because they are going to abuse you. So unforgiveness is like a veil that you can't see through it. You can't see good things. You can't see the glorious splendors God has for you. I want to share a story. This story is from a Genesis story of Joseph. Joseph was the second last son of Israel. Son number 11. Jacob, who's also known as Israel, he had 12 sons, so one of them was Joseph. He was so visionary, you know, he was so good and he had a call of God in his life. He would often tell about his dreams to his brothers and they were so jealous of him. So what they did when he was 17 years old, they sold him to slavery. They sold him over to Egyptians. And those people have taken him to Egypt where God just showed him so much favor and he was um placed in Pharaoh's um palace where he was working. So what happens when he was there because he was stunningly handsome, Pharaoh's wife she started lusting out towards him she wanted to sleep with him so what happens she tried to force him to sleep with her so what she did she accused him when he said no i am not going to do it you are my master's wife so that led him to the prison so he spent so many years in that prison He spent so many years living in that prison. God showed so much favor to him even in the prison. He was uh made in charge over certain people, over other prisoners, and he was so humble. He probably felt sometime uh left out. He probably felt forgotten. He was in prison until he was 30 years old. that's quite a bit of time you know so he's living in the prison but he is still speaking to god he knew his identity he knew how god has been so much favorable to him he was still able to interpret his dreams and visions people were coming to him with so eventually he gets out of the out of the a uh, prison and god um shows massive favor upon his life and he was given authority he was um made next to pharaoh he was all prosper and blessed meanwhile meanwhile his brother because there was a drought in the in their country so they came and approached him they didn't know that it was his brother now when they came to joseph joseph had a choice joseph had a choice that hey i am going to take revenge from you because of you i went through a hell lot of problems i was put in prison almost for 9 years i was so much broken you robbed me you tore my robe my robe was stolen torn and destroyed 
My image, my reputation was damaged and destroyed because of you. So I am going to take a revenge. Literally, God placed his brothers before him that he had a choice to do anything. But rather than doing anything to them, he started weeping and crying and he showed them great affection. He, he showed them that how good God has been with him. And God reconciled the whole family. He, he, recon, he was reconciled with his brothers. He was reconciled with his father. The whole family came and lived in Egypt. And God made them fruitful. So forgiveness brings fruitfulness in your life. When Joseph had a choice that he could kill all of his brother probably, he didn't do that. He made the choice to forgive. He knew the peace can be only attained by forgiving people. Otherwise, he could have piled another burden on his shoulder. Okay, I'm going to get even, so I'm going to destroy them. Sometimes when we try to seek revenge, it doesn't give us a pleasure. It doesn't give us a peace. It doesn't put our heart at rest. What it does, it adds more sorrow and hurt in your life. Then you have more memories to haunt you at night, to keep you awake at night. If you're feeling forgotten, if you're feeling you've been sitting, you've been put in prison for nine years, your life, almost half of your life, has been destroyed by enemy. I want you to see what God has done in Joseph's life. From the pit to the place. From the pit to the palace. From the place of discouragement, uttermost darkness. He brought him to the glorious place where he was sitting next to Pharaoh and drinking from his cup. This is what God is able to do when we choose to forgive people. Let him fight your battle. Don't try to take things in your hand. Sometimes we destroy the purpose of God in our life. When we try to fix things with our own mind and understanding. I've seen so many beautiful, beautiful Christians. They're operating in their gifting. They're so wonderful people. Um, you know, but what, what, what's the bad thing they're having in their heart? Bitterness towards people. Those have hurt them in past. They are carrying this bitterness in their heart. And that's stopping them from moving in their full potential. That stops them from expanding. That stops them from experiencing the joy of being forgiven and joy of forgiveness towards other. You know the Lord's Prayer say, what does it say? It says, Lord, forgive my sin as I have forgiven others, as I have forgiven my enemies. So when we go to God with our dark sins, our dark natures, I believe we should ask ourselves, before I ask God to forgive my sin, am I able to forgive my enemies? Am I able to forgive the very people those have caused 
me uttermost disappointment and hurt. Forgiveness is a gift. I want to take you to another story. This is the story of David. Now, if you don't know David, David was a little boy. He was a shepherd. But God took him from being shepherd to a king. Because David killed Goliath, so Saul, his father-in-law, hated him because he was getting so much glory. So he chased him throughout his life. David was running from his father-in-law. But at one point, Saul, his father-in-law, was resting in a cave. And David's fellow men, they noticed that he was sleeping somewhere. So they told David, hey, he's sleeping right there. You can actually kill him. What? David had a choice, but he didn't do that. Rather, he took a little piece of his robe and he came to Saul and he said, Please, be the judge of it. Tell me who is right or wrong. God literally gave you in my hand. I had a choice to kill you, but I didn't kill you. And then, even for taking that little piece off, his clothes, he was so convicted that he fell on his knees. He fell on his knees and he said, I'm sorry. I had a choice, but I didn't do it. He was even feeling bad for taking that little piece of his robe, for cutting the piece of his robe. And when Saul heard those words, he was transformed. And he said, if anybody is right, and both of us, it's you. He said, you have heaped good on me. I dumped evil on you. And now you have done again. You treated me generously. God put me in your hands and you didn't even kill me. Why, when a man meets his enemy... Does he send him down to the road with the blessing? May God give you a bonus of blessing for what you have done for me today. And I know now beyond a doubt that you will rule as a king. So here the same enemy who was running after David's life throughout his life is blessing him because he is seeing him beyond that offense. The veil is torn. Saul is able to see the kindness hidden in David. No longer he's seeing that offense. No longer jealousy is masking his face. He's seeing him through the eyes of God. You know, I spoke about emotions the other day on Facebook. Sometimes our emotions are fear-driven. Sometimes our emotions are control-driven. Sometimes our emotions are God-driven. So when our emotions are controlled by somebody else, somebody else is telling you this person is bad. You know, when you go through trauma, 
I went through a trauma. I had friends around me. People, those near me. They started saying me this. Don't forget about your trauma. Otherwise, you will never ever be able to hate to the very person who abused you. Which means, don't forget the bitterness. Live in that sorrow. Live in that pain. Because if you won't live in that pain, you may be able to forgive that person and it may be able to set you free. You know, the forgiveness you do for yourself. Forgiveness doesn't mean you need to allow other person to enter back into your life. Forgiveness is that you are letting go of past, that you are letting go of whatever wrong happened to you. Enemy builds this fake world, this illusion before your eyes. And people use unforgiveness as a defense mechanism. They think if they will forget the bitterness, the hurt they went through, they probably will like the other person. They probably will end up going back to them. That's not true. Forgiveness is that you're letting go. You're allowing God to heal your heart. You're letting Him direct your feet. You are letting Him prosper you, bless you. You're letting Him walk you through your pain. Don't let enemy torment you. Don't let enemy tell you that if you hold on to unforgiveness... It's gonna hurt. It's gonna it's gonna take you somewhere to a better place. All unforgiveness does. It make you bitter. It'll never allow you forget the bad memories of your life. It never allow you to be prosper, to expand, to move into a new relationship because you are your emotions are fear-driven. You're so afraid because that unforgiveness is not letting you see the glorious days. Those are coming in your way. The beautiful things God is going to bless you with. The beautiful people, those are coming in your way, in your journey. You know, when I forgave someone who deeply hurt me, I was able to see the goodness of God. I was able to see how beautiful people I met in my journey from Egypt to the promised land. I met so many nice people. I met my beautiful counselor who became like my sister. I met my beautiful friend Luth who helped me to identify the needs for that season. I met my beautiful best friend, Emily, who I've been friend from almost five years, but we came so close. So I am thankful for those things. My little, little sister became like a Jonathan. If I was the David, she was my Jonathan. Because I started seeing things, those were good. The veil of unforgiveness was torn. And it allowed my heart to expand. I started 
to see things in a different way, in a heavenly perspective. No longer I allowed people to control my emotions. I had to, I had to block some people, those who were telling me that, Ruth, if you will forget and forgive, what are you going to do? You may go back to that man. It didn't happen. When I forgave him, when I forgave every single person who caused abuse and trauma in my life, that freedom I gained is above and beyond my explanation. Because it was so good, the peace immediately came in my heart. My sorrow was replaced with joy. And I begin to see the strength God was giving me in this season only because I made a choice to forgive. You know, I shared this before. So many times I would wake up. I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would say, God, can you please take revenge for me? I am hurting. I'm carrying bitterness in my heart for this person. All I heard the minute I walked in his presence I never ever felt bitter anymore because he is so holy and faithful. You cannot come with any kind of bitterness and unforgiveness before his presence. The minute you step into God's presence, those things, the hurt, the painful memories, unforgiveness, it vanishes. It stays out, outside the door. It doesn't come to the holy and holy. There is Psalm 91. I preached last week on it. Psalm 91, verse 10. 9 and 10 says that if you live under the shadow of Shaddai, if you live under the shadow, if you live in his presence, if you make him your lifestyle, that's the key to live a life full of joy, the unforgiveness, disappointments, they are not welcomed in His presence. And when we make God our hiding place, our secret place, every time when some kind of thoughts, those are painful coming in your head, when you run to His presence, when you run to your closet, when you run to your secret place and give it to God, that's where he builds your spiritual muscles. That's where he would allow your heart to see above and beyond that offense and unforgiveness. Life is beautiful. You can make this life what you want it to be. You can allow other people control your emotions. You can allow your fear to control your emotions. You can also make a choice that I am not going to allow those two people to control my emotions, but I'm going to make this motto of my life, like David, like Joseph, I'm going to make this choice that my emotions will be driven by God. I will ask him. One thing recently I started doing is I when I'm hanging out with certain people, 
when I'm out there making some major decisions, when I am around people and I don't know how to display my emotions or they have caused some kind of trauma or hurt to me in past or they had some they have said some things about me and I know about those things you know what do I do I just take them to God I would say God I'm just seeing this person today but I want you to tell me what kind of emotions I should display what kind of emotion do you want me to display? When I was so hurting and hurting badly, I tried to fix my life, but I saw more mess. I got hurt more because I was trying to fight my own battle where God was saying, I am going to bring your enemies in your camp and you can do whatever with them. Let me do it. And when they come into your camp, you find your enemy in the cave sleeping. That's where God tests your faith. What are you going to do with them? Are you going to say, Lord, I am forgiving my enemy as you have forgiven me? Or are you going to take your sword and strike them? God has given us a choice. He's a gentleman God. But I want to encourage you today. Make this choice that I am going to forgive that very person who have caused me so much trauma and hurt. When you make this choice, you will see the bad memories are going to get deleted. You will see that you will kiss them goodbye for forever. That person, that places you go to won't haunt you anymore. Because you are choosing to forgive, you are making the right choice. And the, the same thing enemy brings in your life to destroy you will be the source of blessing. Like Saul did to David and he proclaimed, he said, No one can be better king than you for Israel. Because you have shown me kindness and mercy. You never know the very people those have abused you and caused hurt. When you show them mercy and forgiveness, that might be a breakthrough for them. That they might see God through your act, through your actions. They may see, oh my gosh, I've done so much wrong to this girl. I've done so much wrong to this person. Because she forgave me. I'm going to be a better person. I'm never going to hurt anyone. You never know whose life you can transform through forgiveness. If you are struggling to forgive today, I just want to pray for you that may God open your eyes. May God open your eyes and tear that veil the wail of offense and, and unforgiveness which is stopping you to see the greatest mercy of God. I just remember a story. Peter and Judas, they both denied Jesus. Peter and Judas, they both said, I don't know him. Judas caused Jesus to get arrested, he betrayed him, and so has Peter. 
So Peter denied even three times. You know, he said, no, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him three times. Judas, he did the same. He kissed him to identify that this is Jesus. So arrest him. That led him to crucifixion. So here is the difference. Peter started wailing and crying before God and said, you know what? I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I am so sorry that I denied you. Peter was forgiven. He said, I will build my church on you. You are a rock, Peter. And that Peter, on the day of Pentecostal, he was so transformed through forgiveness that when he preached, 3,000 people, their heart was transformed to the Word of God. But whereas Judas, he didn't even ask for forgiveness. He went and killed himself. That's what the tactic of enemy, my friends, He wants to deceive you that do not forgive, don't ask for forgiveness. But I just want to encourage you that God is going to transform your life. Sometimes that just one thing, unforgiveness, is stopping your breakthrough. The throne is waiting for you to sit. The throne is waiting for you to be king and queen. But there is a soul in your life and you're holding grudge against him. And when you choose to forgive and explain that you were in my hand, that, but I made a choice to forgive you, that very place leads you to the throne. And that, that very person becomes the source of blessing for you. I want to encourage you today, if you're struggling to forgive, just ask God, that God, I am struggling to forgive this person. All I remember is the hurt he caused me. Please help me as you have forgiven my deepest, darkest sin. You know, he forgave David, his adultery, and all the killing act he did. He's able to forgive everything. If God is so generous, if God is so kind, who are we to keep unforgiveness towards our brethren? So my dear friends, forgiveness is a gift. Don't, don't let enemy stop you from having that gift. And I ask God to give you strength and grace to forgive people, the weary people, those have caused you pain and trauma and hurt. I hope this podcast will bless you and I will see you in the next episode of Operating from the Ram of Victory. Bye for now. God bless you.